Welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm the Big Hand Bopper. I'm sitting here with Jeff Dutton. What's up, Radio Land? And his compatriot, Tim Kalpakis. What is up? All right. Now, you two are in a band called the Sloppy Boys. Well, tell me, what, what, what's that like? How do you, who comes up it's with some rock, of these crazy songs? It's roll. We both come up with the crazy songs. I love it. I love it. It's only rock and roll if you like it. Here we go. <laughs> How are you? It's only rock and roll if you like it. And we're good. We're good. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it's only rock and roll if you like it. <laughs> it can it can it can have that two four beat, it can have the power chords, but if you don't like it Ah <laughs> uh, no, it's only rock and roll if you like it. If you, somebody else likes it. Ah. Uh, the Rolly Stones, huh? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, you the Rolling Stones played at SoFi? Uh, kind of recently, I've never seen them live. Do either of you guys have interest in? Uh, I I don't know if anyone's ever pointed out that they're getting a little old. They're getting a little, uh, old, yeah. a little older. Um, uh, older. I, I, sorry, yeah. Contest winner Neil and and Fran went. Contest winner Neil and pickle enthusiast Fran. <laughs> yeah. Pickle Fran and contest Neil. Uh, yeah, they went and uh, Neil's been to a bunch of their shows. Really. Yeah, I, think so. I never picked. I, I didn't have him pegged for a stone's head. Uh, he's a he's a rolling stone himself. Now that I think about it, every time I see him, he's kind of doing that Mick Jagger chicken walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like pursing his lips and strutting around. Yeah, and and he calls Fran Keith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keith and Fran, and Fran yeah, seems to go along with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, how are you two doing? You feeling good? <laughs> feeling great. Yeah. I'm doing good, pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's the blowout, so it's kind of cool. That's the it thing. Is it's like cool. the the our main podcast. Let's be honest, it's mainstream trash. It's uptight, dude. It's, it's bullshit. Fucking, it's, it's broad. It's, for, it's, it's it's bullshit. It's mainstream dog shit. I'm embarrassed. I've been thinking about taking my name off it and so having you guys say, "Hey, you know, it's me, Jeff Dutton, Mike Hanford, and Alan, Alan Smithy." Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see if we legally can do that. What are you uh, What are you two drinking over there? I, I'm just I'm still sipping on the the drink of the week, but Jeff's got a duel. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got duel. leftover duels. I'll yeah. tell you, I like them. Just having them around. Uh, I I polished off the Heinekens, the Heineken zero point zeros, and you called it. You knew you were going to do it. Yeah, just yeah. a couple days ago when I was like puttering around my apartment, I said, "Yeah, give me those. <laughs> give me that." It's more exciting than drinking like a Lacroix, because uh, you know? then because you're like oh, I probably am getting a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Zero point um, five. I'm drinking. I see this. Uh, I've had this before. I think the oh, Bell's wow. yeah. light-hearted ale. That's I just a love good this looking can. can. Jesus Quite a can. Christ! Fish on the front. Oh, hey Mike, nice can. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. Oh boy. <laughs> that uh, can that can makes me want to go to REI. Load up on tents and supplies, and then head up yeah. to Yosemite and do a yeah. little, do a little. You know how I like to do that fly fishing, and I got the salmon jumping upstream for me. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever Yosemite. I see Tim, I picture him in the high water, like the waterproof pants. Oh with yeah, the, with the fly fishing rod overhead. <laughs> I gotta start walking down Los Feliz Boulevard in those rubber pants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what we should do uh, for the next blowout. Watch the movie uh, "A River Runs Through It." Oh, mm. I love! I, I when I was a kid, I loved it. I don't really know what that movie is. It's kind of like a sentimental. Brad Pitt's in it. It was very yes, Brad Pitt, and it was very much like that. A specific brand of '90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, made in the '90s, but like looking back a long time. But it's sort of like. Yes, these boys went through a lot together, but they always <laughs> kept on fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those movies where it's just like you're following these people through like decades? Yes, and then like right after that, I think Brad Pitt did Legends of the Fall, and, and it's like, this guy's only got one move. <laughs> one movie. That's how I feel about um, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Talk about a lady who only does corset stuff. Yeah. 
uh, oh, besides right. uh, besides the soccer movie, she was in the pirate movie. What was the song? Wasn't, wasn't she the fake out uh, Padme in uh, Yes, okay, right. She was she was the fake out Padme in episode one. <laughs> the soccer movie was Bend It Like Beckham. Oh yeah, okay. And then uh, she did pirates movies, and then has just been in like corset dramas all the way through. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I, I love actually also. Hmm. Sounds like she does quite a bit. I guess I'll uh, shut my fucking mouth. God damn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad you said it. Uh, you know what I? What were we just talking about? A river runs through it. Brad Pitt. You know what's funny when you got those? Uh, you got those commercials. Oh, I'm sorry, commercials. When you got those movies, and uh, mm. it's a movie about a, somebody growing up. And you know the person. What am I, what am I trying to say here? Is double pills killing me? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I think the drink of the week got me a little Mike, bit. Mike, we're going to keep you to single pills from now on. Woo! All right. You got a movie. It's about a guy's life. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. A Bill mm-hmm. Dungsroman. And you know, it's going to be like, uh, all right, we're going to see the Johnny Cash movie, and it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash. But before we see that part, we're going to see Johnny Cash as a kid. Yeah. Not yeah. It's always funny to me in movies, like when they make the switch into yeah. a different actor. Like, is it like teenager and he's wearing a wig and he's got, you know, Stuff yeah, on, because I like, just watched something where the main characters were in their 20s and they flashed back to high school when they were 15 and it was different actors. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And 20. Yeah. Um, I always wonder about the casting, n- not not of the kids, but let's say you're going to spend a l- you're you're going to spend all of uh, 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 Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. Walk the line. Is it good to cast like a 40-year-old guy and age him down mm-hmm. or cast a 20-year-old right. guy and age him up? And I really think Forrest Gump is a great example because I want to say Tom Hanks was like 34 and I think he pulled off the young stuff pretty well. And he, and he doesn't get too old. Sally Field gets old. But yeah. it really it bums me out in a movie when you see like a 41-year-old guy trying to be like, I want to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. In Forrest Gump, it's just the little kid Forrest, and then he's in college. Is that the next leap? I want to say high school. Even, high school, right? Yeah, and I, I don't even know. I don't know if the Johnny Cash movie had a younger version, but that was he did. There was, first. or maybe I'm thinking of um uh the John C. Riley movie Walk Hard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember thinking in Many Saints of Newark, I wanted more teenage Tony and less little kid Tony. Yes, Kid mm-hmm. Tony sucked, and then Teenage Tony was fun to watch yeah. him do his thing, but also was, was there bad. a certain grilled sandwich that kid liked in the movie? <gasps> oh, coo hamburger! <laughs> <laughs> was that Teenage Gr- Tony or was that grilled, little kid? Yeah, Tony? that was Teenage. That was teenage. <laughs> grilled sandwich. <laughs> I never thought of it. It is a grilled that sandwich. That always weirds isn't it? me out. Uh, you know, when you're at a diner and you look at the menu and under sandwiches and it says hamburger, you're like. I guess they're right. <laughs> it's just weird. There was, uh, I remember watching um, uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting on TV once. And you know the scene when they're in the car and they, like, the, all his friends are in the car together and they get I want hamburgers my double burger. I want my double burger. Yeah. And, uh, and Casey Affleck is like, give me my fucking burger. It, on TV, it's like, give me my burger sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird. That was like a famous dub that people really enjoyed. Yeah, you know, I think in, if you're sandwich. in a movie, they let you do the when you're you go in for to the loop the dubs. You can, if you want to be funny, you get to kind of say some. You, oh, really? I think, I think the director gets to make the call. Maybe good blowout. There's Best a good dubs. Coen Brothers one, or, or like yes, maybe yes. maybe it's not like a battle royale, but we sh- you know you know how like there was that one episode where we just did like funny here's some funny internet videos mm. we should oh, do like yeah. here's some funny dubs wait what was that we did oh it was uh, singing fails oh, yeah yeah we should do some more of those look they don't all need to be competitive uh, American know, audience this one is Jesus fucking Christ yeah this one is though this one is competitive that's pretty funny that we just sincerely did I mean I love it and I, I had a blast but like we're comedians technically so you'd mm. think if you pay us and then you tune in the show we're gonna be ironic but uh but <laughs> that week we just said hey we're gonna play funny videos off the internet <laughs> and then we played them and then we all laughed together <laughs> we videos that the audience couldn't see but they liked it 
Because they, they like it. us, and we appreciate them. Well, today, you know, we're, we are doing a little battle royale, and, and it's going to get nasty, I think. Yeah. Today, we are picking, let's see, the best or fave? Probably the best. Let, let's Worst. Call them, let's, let's call them bad songs by good bands or... Yeah. yeah. Clunk, how about clunkers? Clunkers. With a Z. Clunkers. Or, I think the way that Jeff or, or whoever came up with this, you pitched it as worst song by a good artist. Okay. Worst, but is it the worst? ultimate? Well, because then that, that's worst. weird to call it. That's weird to call it like best worst song. It was the just, ultimate, right, and ultimate worst. means like we're inventing this concept and saying it's the ultimate version of that. I think it can it can still be a battle royale, but we, it should start with like worst song by. It's worst. Yeah. I think it's worst song by a good artist. You guys eat okay. liverwurst? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I like love liverwurst. it. It's great. You do? Yeah. I, I, we all like it. Though. We, should all, we should be eating that more. You know, me and Mike recently had some veal goulash. <laughs> yeah, but, mm. Well, that, Jeff. Another thing you missed out on. In New <laughs> you could have been... Had you weird come meats. to New York, you yeah, could have yeah. had veal goulash. But no. <laughs> you know, I'm eating all sorts of weird meats over here you guys don't even get to hear about. Oh, shit. <laughs> veal goulash? I know. Why don't you tell us about your goulashes? Was that a, was that a place called Vinter's? Vaselka. Vaselka. Mm. What's Vinter's? Is that anything? Uh, Vinter is like a winemaker, no? Hmm. Thomas Vinter is a Danish Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about my one of my my hobbies I have uh, away from you guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're easy <laughs> easy thing to confuse, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love them both so much. Um, so, we got a little... So, yeah, we, we looked at bands we like and what songs they kind of fucked up. And uh, I like how specific this is. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a very good idea because we don't, it's such a, we all sometimes we say, hey, <laughs> best Christmas song, you know, and it's like, yeah. hey, well, who gives a fuck? Fuck off. Who gives an you absolute know? flying fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zero fucks given on yes. that day. Mm. But this one, this one was fun because I don't know how you guys felt. I immediately had my, the ones that I always think of that were like for me, like, Oh, I love that artist and I hate that song. Mm-hmm. But then I took a step back and I, and the more I thought about it, the more fun I had. And that's what I'm in it for is the fun. Yeah. This one's like kind of flexible too, because we'll, we'll get yeah. into like how the metrics go and like what, what kind of gets your cogs turning. Mm. See, now I approached it like not necessarily a band I love that has a bad song, but just a big band. Like a popular band. Yeah. 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 I think there's a few different... I have ways. a feeling I, I know... I went to one specifically that's more of a your guys' choice, but I feel like one of you guys is going to have it. I hmm. bet it'll be my, my runner-up if I uh, know. But I think I'll surprise you guys with mine. But I, I really went back and forth because I had to change a heart about what would be the best point to make here. Plus, mm-hmm. here's the thing. You know, my taste can be a, 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 a little persnickety, but I'm also a guy who likes to win a Twitter poll. Uh, and right. this is going to go out to the Twitter sphere, and we're going to have yep. the slop heads decide, so you got to keep that in mind. Yep. Mm, I know. Hold on. i got to look up something. Does anybody want to go first? Tim, you go, you go first. Me? Yes. Moi. Okay. Um, so, picture me. <laughs> cool. Calm, casual, yeah, collected. Wow, California crisp. <laughs> well, now, now you're you're sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm in the hot seat. No, uh, well, I had a lot of fun. I've got a lot of uh, runners up to discuss once we get the Twitter pull up because oh. I had some come to me. At, at first, I was sort of thinking of these classic examples of like, man, that band rules, and man, that song sucks. And the ones that came to mind first were like a great album that's a tight tight album with one stinker on it mm-hmm. and and i thought of a few of those right away mm-hmm. and then i also thought of just some of my most hated songs and a lot yep. of them come from Big good bands. artists yeah yes whether or not they're my favorite but some of them are i've got an artist that I've, I've been very into the last few years, but it's got a big, big fat stinker. A lot of times you're saying, hey, am mm. I going to, is this like their their big hit song and I've become burnt out on it, but I got to take a step back and say, <laughs> yeah. is there quality here? Oh, back, um, back. And the more I thought about the context, the more oh. I thought Hey, about, context is king. Ooh. Context is king. The medium <laughs> is the message. And, and, and I wanted to, here was what was meaningful to me 
after belly aching on this for a couple of days, I said, Timmy, a great artist can have a bad song. A great artist can have a terrible song. You know, not, no one's perfect. You're going to have some stinkers in the mix. But I wanted to pick one where the artist thought it was good. So it's mm. not like it's buried on the album. I wanted to think of the times where I was like, who's an artist I respect that put something forward thinking, yeah, here it is. And they were wrong. You know? Okay. Yeah. And they're otherwise I like good. That. That's a good metric, Tim. So I'm going to walk you through this one because I, I don't know if, even if you guys know this uh, one. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, not just going to. Not good for the Twitter. Ooh, mm, boy. Not great. Ooh, not good a misstep. Ooh. I'm going to tell you a little a bit about an artist that you guys know that I love. Mm-hmm. Miss Americana herself, Taylor <gasps> Swift. Oh. Swifty. Now. I've, uh, you know, waxed poetic about her on this uh, blowout before. I'm a big fan uh, of, in the pop sense, when you're saying, who's a a top 40 pop star who's delivering the teeny bopper bubblegum we love so much? Uh Um, And and there's, she's had a lot of like uh, chapters to her career, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And for me... The lineage goes like, oh, I'm not really paying attention. I'm like, oh, this country, you know, lady. Oh, she's crossing over. I don't really care. And then what gets my attention? 1989. Uh, 1989. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. Shake it off. Fucking blank space. Fucking bad blood. Fucking all that. Style. Yeah. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. So I says <laughs> to myself at this time, and you guys, we, we, we covered Shake It Off. So we all liked it. Sure. And then you say to yourself, Taylor, you got your next album coming out, don't you? And she... <laughs> you say to yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say to myself. <laughs> You're in I'm, your room alone. Well, I got all dressed up like Taylor, and I said, Taylor. Taking a good hard look in the mirror. What are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> look. What can you do? And, and you say, Taylor, look, we know that Kanye said, I'm going to let you finish, and we know you were sad about that, but you've moved through it, because that was 2009. Now it's... 1989 was like 2013. Now we're getting toward 2017. Oh, I guess that that Kanye fucked with you a little bit, uh, uh, and and Kim fucked with you a little bit. But please, we don't care about that anymore, Taylor. Mm. We love you. You're on top of the world. You're coming. You made did 1989. Yeah, don't the look back. Album, and 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 the album coming <clears throat> out. Yeah, DLP. She's about to drop <laughs> Reputation, which I don't know if you guys have ever given it any spins, but this has. Delicate is a fantastic song. Dress is a fantastic song. There's some really good music. Mm. But what does Taylor put out as her first single? I think I know what you're going to... I think I know the song. Yeah, which... I I forget. Hit it! Oh, not the one I was thinking. Oh, shit. Ooh, I hate this song. (laughs) String intro is kind of cool. Thanks to Max Martin, I guess. I don't like your little games. Right. Like your tilted stage. The oh, that's Kanye. You made me play. Saw that tilted stage was great. No, I don't like you. I don't like your perfect. 2017. We're still talking Kanye because he had said on what's that uh. The Life of Pablo song, Famous, you mentioned her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And this pre-chorus is kind of cool. But then we yeah. land on the dumbest fucking chorus ever. It's almost like Dr. Dre seeming with that piano in there. Not that Dre's the only guy who can do pianos. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This and I just... Um, the two doesn't work for me. The song is just not working, and there was a backlash. Like this was a like a flopperino critically, and uh, then the album is great. If you listen to the other songs, it's fantastic, and she articulates all this stuff better. Was this the was this the album with the like the black snake sort of theme? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's like yeah, the cover is like, it's like newspaper headlines, black and white, and and newspapery reputation, yeah. and it's just like I just don't, you know, I don't buy the the. You're gonna be this hard. And Did Reputation also have "Are You Ready for It" on it? Um, ready, yeah. It starts with "Ready for It." That's the. It's another song that's like a little too like trappy. 
It's like, yes, are and you that, ready that for one, it? That one starts with a... And I, I think, I think look what made, made me do is like more of a turnoff, but it is doing that same thing where it's like, you know, pop, I, I don't envy being a little pop queen where you have to have that moment of like, oh, and by the way, I'm all grown up now, but I just don't really, <laughs> I don't buy any of it. And it's like, you know, on the album, her songs about breakups and boyfriends and stuff are all good. And it's all what she does really, really, really well. But that the, the pomposity with which, which this rollout happened, there was like the lyric video and then the music video and uh-huh. they like debuted it. There was like a D- VMA's performance and it was like all for fucking nothing. And then she went on to make great albums after that. She's great. But it did seem like it, it did seem like she was like squeezing that Kanye moment a little too much. Like like right. one song too, which, which is this, but like one song too many. It's like, yeah, we know how you feel about this. And well, everyone's on your side. The weird thing is that like as, uh, you know, unhinged as Kanye is and stuff, it's like she's winning. You know, like uh, that... Kanye, Life of Pablo wasn't a financial success. She's winning. Know. She's drinking the tiger blood. I get you. Mike, <laughs> yeah. you almost reminded me of Charlie Sheen when you said uh, that. Don't, don't, Mike, don't. I will Don't have him be reminded. I will never have him be reminded. So that was Tim's submission. It was Taylor Swift. Look what you made me do. Do. Tim's submission. By the way, I do think it's the Kanye song that tipped that off. Way after the whole thing was that um, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. Mm. Yeah, and then he put a wax Taylor in the video, like naked in bed with him. Right, oh. which is... That's also on him. Like, Yeah, it's on him, the, too. What I just said about Taylor is like... He's also yeah, we, playing Get over it. this dumb moment. Right, but you get the sense with him that he's... He's a troll and he's trolling and he's mm-hmm. unapologetically being like, yeah, look how shitty I am. <laughs> Did you see the video that came out of him on the phone with Taylor being like, yeah, Kim's video. Yeah. Kim's video being like, so hey, we Taylor asked permission. Said, Taylor said after the fact that that video, that phone call was not about, she hadn't heard the actual line. Right. It was more about, I made it, it her famous. Like, or yeah, or something, but yeah, definitely not. Like I still might fuck her. Or something. It was it was not full context. No, right. Um, well, good pick, Tim. Thank you. Now, uh, who's gonna go? Uh, the McMahon or or the McMahon or Jeffy? Oh yeah, okay. Excuse me. All right, this uh, pick. I got a couple of backups that are, I do want to get into, but it was a tough pick to pick this one out of the f- four I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, this <clears throat> is from a band who started out, they were really cool, they had an album that had a bunch of hits, a bunch of singles, everyone in the 90s was singing along to this, um, they were a cool band, they were a funny band, they did funny things on stage, they also mm-hmm. had a sort of a, a good edge to them, they had style, Ooh. Uh, appropriate style. to the era. Ooh, I'm excited about to it. the era. Wow, Okay. It's, appropriate to the I era, see, so don't, you can't think of it as this era or a previous era. Appropriate to the era. The grunge era. Oh. Ah, maybe post-grunge era. Oh. oh. Then they got the little huge and then bigger and bigger. This is a band that still puts out albums that I don't even know about. Uh, they come and go. They have made their way to a medium that yep. maybe they don't fit exactly into they, they yes. are making money on something like that play my number one song Jeff I think I know what it is yeah I knew it <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is boy. so this is like 2004 or something the attitude in this song is all fake and just like American idiot we don't like America this is, this is gonna be around uh, the George Bush years The, the rhyming is all just kind of like using words you. <laughs> it's funny because like musically, it's pretty much similar to like the Green Day that I like. Well, and that's what's annoying is like Billy Joe Armstrong has this amazing like melody ability, and yeah. he's just blowing every other facet of the song. It's the the lyrics are just so like propaganda, paranoia. Did you see the um, Onion headline about this only a no. couple years ago? It, it was like, Billy Joe Armstrong finally says that, like, comes forward and 
admits that American Idiot was about George W. Bush, or, or like <laughs> it was kind of making fun of like Carly Simon saying that uh, who who uh, you're so vain was about. Or oh yeah, like yeah. That. But like, it's just like, so uncool. It's also one of these things. From at this point, they're like a super rich, super. Uh, popular band. Yeah, they're like our generation's U2 or whatever. It's like yeah. too big Which to is, fail. No, ba- no band can like can keep having that success and be like, all right, but I'm still going to talk about the streets uh, or like what the common man it's is going through. It's just weird how much, how well this worked for them. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think we were probably in college and moved on to cooler shit by then, so we weren't like paying close attention, but this was like a Broadway show and Grammys, yeah. Grammys, Grammys. And this was so big. And Tim, yeah. I remember when the album came out, like the week it came out in Ithaca, in the circles, you and I had guitars on the balcony and we were like, hey, let's see if we can pick out that like... Uh, Jesus yeah, of Suburbia. Jesus of Suburbia, which is like one of the one of the eight minute like... Uh, yeah, that was one too. That was, that was close uh, but, on my list. But we sat there and in one go picked out the entire song. So like <laughs> that song is a guilty pleasure. I like that song. All of its little movements and stuff. Or we were just like, okay, yeah, here, 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 and then it goes, yeah, yeah, and then um, oh yeah, no, it's this. <laughs> well, dude, that's punk. It's fucking three chords in the truth. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that was yes. It's an annoying song. It's lame. Uh, the fact that you can figure it out so easily. The the uh, the album cover is so dumb. It's like a heart shaped grenade. Heart grenade. It, it felt like stuff that they like that idea should have come out and like or that that imagery was like a 70s thing or something they just like changed the colors and rebranded it it felt to me like it made me sad maybe that billy joe armstrong doesn't have any friends because you would you you don't want to be cringe, right? You guys would agree you don't want to be cringe. And, and and you don't necessarily need your friends to tell you you're cringe. But if, when you're working on your art and you're thinking about who you're making it for, if you think about people you actually respect, y- you'll you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to name the characters like St. Jimmy and stuff like that. <laughs> Man. What was the other? There's, it's like Jesus of Suburbia and Saint Jimmy. They all have like kind of like grand names. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're very like musical theaterish names, like recurring sort of archetypal names. It's fucking punk rock opera, dude. That's does what it that? Is. Oh, that that album has like a a, a through line, like a yeah. Story? That that's yeah. why it like it lended uh, itself well to being a Broadway right. show. I didn't know that. Uh, you know, what? I do like that song. Uh, when September comes, ends. Ends. ends yeah that's like uh every uh the 30th of september every year on twitter it's like tr- uh, billy joe is trending because everyone says wake him up time to wake up uh yeah <laughs> much like mave the fourth <laughs> ah yes star wars big star wars heads right here we, on the pod we gotta we start love that going online more it's funny out there <laughs> that's jeopardy uh, jeopardy, that's jeopardy. <laughs> Wait, is the, did R2-D2 get hired by Jeopardy to do the sound of the board? Ben Burt? The the most... Hey, here's, here's a new uh, uh, ultimate for us. The most unsung best character in the Star Wars universe is Babu Frick. <laughs> what about that's, Bib Fortuna? That's a blowout? That's the entire title of the blowout? The most unsung <laughs> yeah. character of the Star Wars universe is we, Babu Frick? <laughs> we could talk about Babu Frick. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. It's decided before you even press play, folks. <laughs> hey, All right, hey. Now it's, <laughs> I love hey, hey! Now it's time for Jeffy. Oh, yeah, we got to get these. Uh, tw- I always forget we got to get the tweets out. Yeah, we got to get the tweets out. I only have one runner-up, and I'm a little torn between which way to go on this. Do I want to mm. win the fucking thing or... Yeah. Okay. Play to win, Jeff. Play to win. Play to win. I'm going to go on a little tirade here. No oh boy. No. Keeping in mind, we do need to get the t- tweets out. <laughs> There's a band that introduced me to rock music and probably introduced you to rock music too. Okay. Or was one of them. Chuck Berry. It's been, they've been rings on a tree my whole fucking life. Ah, the Beatles. And when it got to a certain point, I realized I didn't like them anymore. Mm. Or the BGs. You know, uh, cringe as you say you don't want to be cringe no in life you can't be cringe i'm leading up to my pick i'm gonna play a song before i even play my pick how about that oh. shit i guess damn dude a, a, a blowout first now is is uh cringe uh 
Chuggy. Basically. Chuggy okay. people are cringe, I'll tell you that. Uh, Chuggy is cringe 2.0. Am I Chuggy? <laughs> now, this song is uh, is on my way to showing you my pick. Okay. It's not my pick, but this is one I realize like the train has left the station. This band might no longer be for me. Uh, this is sad. You know it, Tim? When I was younger, I used to go and take California. Wait, you were with them all the way until this moment? I had hope. What a, I don't even know what album this is. The Red Album. Okay. Hold on. I thought that was the chorus. Chorus is still coming. Guys, we all pitched though, like, American Idiot and Taylor Swift and this. They're all trying to be tough and they're not. Just don't try to be what you're not. Okay, here it is. Rivers, no. But that's not my pick. I knew you were going to do a Weezer, though. Oof. That was when I think the ship had sailed. Okay. And you can avoid everybody get dangerous is the thing. I like a song. You know, a lot of these bad songs, easily mm. avoided. Sure. No skin off my nose. But what was the first bad song that Weezer had? And not only was it their first bad song, but it remains their most commercially successful song. Oh, I like this song. I like it. <laughs> oh, I love this song. No. <laughs> it's good. Is this Beverly Hills? Yeah. Yeah. Where I come from isn't all that great. My automobile is a piece of crap. Tim, stop. My fashion sense is a little wacky. Oh, Tim, you should do this for karaoke. I've got a great uh, video I'll post of uh, me and Jeff playing this in the backyard. <laughs> and I played the song. I hated playing this. <laughs> we played it like three times in a row because you hated it. It's such a slog. I hate it. It's a one four five, the most unimaginative music you could possibly play. It, it is such like sunset, sunset strip butt rock that is like beneath <laughs> yeah. Weezer. It that is, uh, I gotta say, your other the dangerous song is is worse than this one though. But I but get what you're saying, right? Because but it's, it's an because album. It's, but, but Beverly Hills is inescapable. Yeah, right. I, I Beverly Hills saying. is their most successful single of all time. Really? Yeah. It, it's yes. not the highest ranked. It's not the highest streamed on Spotify, but it's the most commercially successful. It's off it of is? Make, make Believe. Their fifth album so uh whatever it is on spotify though that's spotify's numbers are skewed because of playlists and stuff but but as far as like um because we were well into like the itunes era when that song came out so a lot of the purchases were online and just the mp3 but Mm. it did sell more that single sold more than buddy holly or anything but but it's the um, sort of thing that lets you know that like you know if you're a fan of the first two albums and you go to see Weezer, and then somebody at that concert is just like, fuck yeah, Weezer, man, can't wait for Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's like they like an entirely different band than you like. Yeah, it's like we're opposite tastes yeah. <laughs> meeting at the same concert. I think what's so weird is like, I mean, there's lots of movies and TV and music that has this, but Weezer is just like the best example of like, you just wonder like the knowingness of like, you you said that that song is like Sunset Strip butt rock, and I agree with you. But then when you look at the Sweater song, right, which we think of as like smarty pants nerd rock, mm-hmm. it's the same chords, also slow, like da, 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 da. But we knew in that era it was alt rock and it was all uh, ironic. And somewhere along the line, like, you know, between Pinkerton and the Green album, this like sort of like the detuned laid back don't care Weezer kind of turned into like like fuck yeah devil yeah, horns yeah, let's rock yeah. Weezer and Head this song and, yeah this song weirdly to me when I, on first hearing it like I took it as like an alt rock like oh these chords are stupidly simple Beverly Hills is a stupid place to idealize. But I think I'm wrong. I think I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I think all he cared about was getting a song on K-Rock. And then also, 
like like the video is them at like the Playboy Mansion with like Hugh Hefner and stuff, and it's dur- <laughs> during the boom of reality TV and and like Paris Hilton entourage and stuff, yeah, and yeah. Girls Next Door and stuff. Yeah. It's just like trash culture that they were like, yeah, okay, great, we're a part of that too. The bridge is so bad when he's like, the truth is, I don't stand a chance. Yeah, it's something that you're born with, and I don't belong. That's just so like yuck. What is I've never thought of the sweater song as an ironic song. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I mean, I, it's a song, if you want to destroy my sweater, uh-huh. pull this thread as I walk away, watch me unravel, I'll soon be naked lying on the floor. It's kind of silly. You know, that's like disaff- disaffected, like, I'm. Th- th- you can find meaning in, in Rivers' lyrics everywhere, but like, there's a detachment that's, it's a, that's like, you're in the know that what's kind of funny about that, it's not a joke song, but like... Yeah, yeah. And that the chords are the same. It's like the first three chords you ever learn on your guitar. Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. Well, I love Weezer. Are we tweeted out? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. That one was uh, Beverly. I Hills. I did a deep dive on like, you know, like you said, find a band that means something to you and th- their uh, their worst songs. Yep. There's a lot of them. Memories off Hurley. I can't stand it. Can't stop partying <laughs> off Ratitude. Can't stand it. But a lot of those are easily avoided. You know, like there was that middle section yeah, yeah. where they would just keep coming out with albums and you'd only ever hear that one single. And if you didn't like that one single, it was like, oh, I guess I'll see Weezer in another, give him another shot two years from now. They had a song in the Black album that I was like, I couldn't, it was a zombie song maybe, Running From Zombies. Mm. And I was just like, wow, zombie stuff is uh, so old at that point. I got a confession to make. I don't, I don't even like Island in the Sun. How about Me that? Me neither, man. Um, well, wait, how that, how's that go? Is that like, hey, hey, bing, yep. de, de. Yeah, I like that. Song. And yeah. that's, a, that's a big perennial, like that stayed big for them. Um, and that's that weird thing. Is that the Muppets video? No, that's Keep Fishing. But mm. Island, what, what's weird about um, Island in the Sun is like, it does think it has it's an that. eye roller. I don't hate it. Well, but it it's, has a winky cuteness, but it's a different brand than the the disaffected irony I was talking about. It's a sort of like, I don't know. The in a weird way, the Green Album is the one that rubs me the worst these days because it is the moment they lost it. And I know for a, a lot of people they like that album, and it's not terrible. It's just a little bit boring. What but about like, Hashpipe? Oh come on. Coming off of Pinkerton? You give yeah, me a hash fucking hash pipe? pipe? <laughs> I read a thing online that I can't find and I can't substantiate, and maybe the listeners can help, that when Rivers was in Harvard, he played with another band that had a song that sounded a lot like hash pipe, and that they there was a lawsuit, and he paid them, and that oh. essentially hash pipe is, uh, is like kind of ripped from another band that was playing around the Harvard area. So if you look time. up hash pipe now, does it share writing credits with those people? I don't think so. I think it's just like he covered his tracks because I, I saw an article or two and then I was in this conversation with somebody and I couldn't find it again. So I don't know. But he played with them? Or you mean played like shared a bill? I think like shared a bill. Ah. Yeah, because post... Pinkerton back at Har- Harvard there was um there was an era that I actually really like I found the bootlegs of Rivers Cuomo band playing around Cambridge and like it's not Weezery yeah. and it's there's some very interesting songs but he was definitely in a moment of like changing his whole vibe There's a song very, called like a th- thousand miles or something that's really good It's such a such a uh an odd thing in in music because he, it's not like people like us or pe- people aside from us aren't really like talking about it as much but he just they keep coming out with music that is just so baffling i mean there's mm-hmm. so few bands like that like the foo fighters and weezer can come out with albums and albums and like we don't notice it but like k-rock is playing them yeah and the like it's not worth it when they go on a tour, they play a big arena and they'll only play like the One, three singles the, off the new yeah. album. Yeah. But, but it's worth it for them somehow financially to keep coming out with those albums. It's strange. We should, when they, when they tour again, we should do that for a uh, blowout. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd I mean, love I would that. Enjoy. Yeah. See him live. Um, Tim, what's your other, uh, what's your runner up? 
Okay, well, I brought a couple of tracks. One, I uh, I don't have the track for this one, but I just thought of uh, when you were talking about an inescapable song. We did an interview for the AV Club one time where we talked about Bob Seger, old-time rock and roll. <laughs> it, uh, it's a damn shame because Bob Seger is so good and that album is so good yeah, you went and on a seager kick a couple uh i had a, ago. I, had a, I had a labor day weekend where i listened to nothing but seager <laughs> i i had always for some reason because i'm such a springsteen fan i had put up a little wall mm. and i said i don't like mellencamp and i don't like seager yeah now mellencamp t- mike sucks. and i were like tear down the wall <laughs> <laughs> take, take this wall down then I did, and Bob Seger fucking rules, and and like songs like uh, "We Got Tonight," "Why yeah. Won't You Stay," he's so good. But old time rock and roll is trash. Anyway, yeah, but would he be anything without the Silver Bullet Band? That's true. You need that <laughs> Silver Bullet Band. Um, I brought two tracks I wanted to play because these are both my favorite artists and some of my favorite albums, and they each had one stinker on the album. Okay, um, and this one. I felt very justified because one of my favorite all all time albums is Doolittle by the Pixies, uh-huh. and it's bangers all the way through, and except for one fucking shitty track that sucks so bad. And one time I was listening to uh uh no I read an interview with uh, Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse, mm-hmm. and they're talking about his favorite albums, and he was like, "Well, I love Doolittle by the Pixies." Well. Every track except for that one song that just <laughs> sucks. Uh, and it is called Silver. Hit it. Now, this is just huh. some weird-ass music, but imagine an album that starts with Debaser... And you're getting wave of mutilation, and you're building towards gouge away, mm-hmm. like the the those Kim Deal bass lines that influenced Nirvana and all this magic. And then this song is like, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this? this has a weird like uh, shootout quality, like a western, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A western showdown. <laughs> now maybe if something weird like this on a Sonic Youth album or something, I could be okay with, but. This is such a tight pop album, you know, like, it's really glossy, and then this happens. Okay, and the other track I brought for you guys is the greatest artist of all time, Bruce Springsteen. Mm, on, on, I was wondering if you're going to have a Springsteen one. On his breakout album, Born to Run, it's only seven tracks. You would think there's no fat on this album, but Meet Me a- Meeting Across the River is a piece of shit. Listen to it. Whoa. <laughs> you ever heard this? Mm-hmm. No. This is Billy Joel's favorite Springsteen song. <laughs> That's funny. What a dork. It, it's like like the the uh, last song you just played. It's like not what the whole album is doing. Meandering. No, and I think it's like he's trying to do. They're both the second to last track. Um, hmm. Pixies they end with Gouge Away and yeah. Bruce ends with Jungle Land so he's trying to have a little bit of a cool down before Jungle Land yeah but it feels like a little masturbatory like they're just luxuriating in like their time <laughs> I think also lyrically he does a thing here that's similar to what we hated about those other songs where it's like he's not pulling off you know he's doing this first person kind of short story type thing but the character he is in the song is like maybe like a mobster who's gonna like do a crime and I just don't be- I don't believe Bruce like I believe the the love stories and I believe like racing but I don't think Bruce is gonna like shoot anybody you know <laughs> and it just goes like this it's just yeah boring and it has a French horn <laughs> I know that the horn doesn't uh is not like yeah the rest of the album is like a big band doing a fun fun stuff and then like you don't hear a french horn at all in the other yep. songs. Uh Michael. let's go to my let's my my runner up, my first runner up is from a guy we just talked about, Rolling Stone man himself, Mick Jagger along with Foo Fighters guy Dave Grohl and this came out 
2021 during the pandemic. What? Uh, they had a song called Easy Sleazy. And you may remember it. Jeff, go ahead and play. We're, we're going to join the middle here if, if we can get the uh, tech. Hook him up to Zoom. Wait, this this came out last year, right? Yeah. So he's been, you know he's talking about being in quarantine in the pandemic. <laughs> it's you know it's a, a millionaire rocker just complaining about it. These guys, these old boomers were really confused. I mean. Van Morrison had, and Eric Clapton uh, went the wrong way uh, about it. But then I just love anyone sitting in their castle in an ivory tower being like, time for me to write a rock song. Uh, too much TV. He needs a lobotomy. Uh, yeah, it's it's just take a listen. The, the uh, video is good because it's got the lyrics on it because you can really see how uh, bad they are. Um, do I want to play my other runner-up? It's not that great. It's, are you guys ah, Killers on. fans? Are you Killers fans? Um, I got a complicated relationship with them where I like to do two or three of their songs of karaoke. Okay. Uh, well, they've got some They've got some. Uh, I always hits. feel like uh, a couple years, people a couple years younger than us, Killers are their Weezer. Yeah. Oh, you know? They're, I mean, they've definitely got like some sing-alongs and everyone knows them, but they mm. put a song out uh, when did this come out? I want to say 2019 during during the Trump years. Okay, and I hated those years. Politically. It's called Land of the Free, and it's just like the lyrics are so lame. It's all about like how America's got problems, but the lyrics oh, are do. so uh, uh, literate or, or um, yeah, literal. Accurate. Land of the free. We got more people locked up than the rest of the world. Right <laughs> Just so straightforward. So this is this literal. is as straightforward as the Google Fi commercials. Yeah, dude, I know what you mean. It's like give me a metaphor or a symbol or imagery. incarcerations become bigness. There's a line later that's like, "Ooh, I don't like this big chorus. This is like no, we no, are no, the no. world." It's, it's so bad. There's a line later. You can stop it, Jeff. There's a line later that's something like, how many daughters will we lose? How many sons? This country's got a problem with guns. (laughs) 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 It's a bad one. Feels a little bald-faced. I can't remember the lyric, but um, one thing interesting about the lyric, the the killers, is like they keep coming out with albums and they had a little lineup change. They lost like one of the guys. But uh, what piqued my interest is that our beloved Alex Cameron has been writing for them. You know, mm-hmm. they like heard him and, and he's, he's got a similar brand of Springsteeniness. So they like oh, in, interesting. They'll like they'll like fly him out to Vegas and he'll like hang out in the studio and and write with them. And I heard a podcast where Alex Cameron was talking about the difference between like a good smart writer like him and then someone who writes hits like Brandon Flowers. Mm. And he was talking about and it's funny because I feel like I've had this experience working with like in TV writing rooms with like a famous comedian versus like, you know, dorky writers writer or whatever. Room, Whereas like Alex Cameron uh, pitched a line that was like, it was like complaining about a lover, but it's like, and it's, it's even, it's hard when the guy is famous and Brandon Flowers changed it to like, it's hard when the motherfucker is famous or whatever. And just turning, adding motherfucker Cameron was like, that's, that's that's what made the that's what made it cool and (laughs) it's funny because it's not like he doesn't say motherfucker in his music but i just like hearing one musician talk about like i like i like hearing there was an interview with uh bruce springsteen before he ever had like a radio hit and he's like man i want to see i want housewives vacuuming the floor and they're listening to badlands on the radio (laughs) and like trying to trying to go bigger with his yeah um cameron was saying um because brandon flowers appears on and co-wrote uh running out of luck which i love yeah um i guess cameron was expecting the pre-chorus to be the chorus 
And then Flowers was the one who was just like, nah, here's a chorus. And yeah. and like helped him write huh. the chorus, which I can't I can't remember what the pre is. Is Running Out of Luck the song where he's like, the worst thing about uh, being homeless oh. is waking up with a lap full of cum or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Country Figs. That's yeah. also a banger. I did this once with the Sloppy Boys song that was fuck, or maybe a couple times, but uh, our song, I'm Taken. I think my chorus was just, I'm taken, and you're shaking, shaking, shaking. I'm taken. But then I said, you know what the killers would do is they go, so take a mitts off my ass. And I got pushing. You know, you could always, you keep writing until you, you know, you, you can have 20 pre-choruses and build to the final chorus. Oh, you want to push it, push it. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> push it real bad. All right. Here's a here's a great runner up. Ooh. So great I almost considered it to be my pick. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs. You know, uh we we talked about the different ways in which we're picking these people. Uh picking our picks. Mm-hmm. This one is more along the lines of like one of my favorite bands, one of the best bands. Great album, a big album. I'll tell you right now it's the Beatles White album. Oh. Jefferson, I think we might have the same. Go ahead. A L- lot of little things on there where you're like, ah, if this wasn't a double album, I don't know if we'd be spending time on this one. This song here doesn't please please me. Now, a lot of people go to Revolution Nine as being the sort of a fly in the ointment. Let's say those people are uh, <clears throat> they're they're, they're <laughs> respectable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. I, I sort of give it to Revolution 9 because it's so iconically avant-garde. You know what I mean? Jeff, I'm with you. I, okay. I was I was like picking this song as a runner up or you know in the mix. And then I listened to it and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, and it's like as as like a soundscape second to last on a huge overblown thing, it's like, you know, I'll kind of yeah. give it to you. And it jumps like the the it spans from like left and right uh speaker it is a it's not a bad song it's not a song like it's it's just a, an interesting thing it's it's too long it's eight minutes and change yeah i didn't but realize that my my pick off this album is yeah is this honey pie honey pie wild honey pie yeah silly goof music it's made to be grating yeah, I mean, and they knew they're like, it's a double album, so we're going to do something that tests your patience here. This is like a really short song, right? Not short enough. <laughs> now, it starts like, uh, you know, a lot of Beatles songs have like a sort of weird retro classical-y, like mm-hmm. maybe marching band or carousel quality. This is a song that would like come up for me on shuffle, when I'm doing dishes, when I'm driving. And it's just got this sort of like, it's not immediately annoying. And so you let it come on. And then after the repetitious honey pie, honey pie, honey pie, it all it's the song that most has me reaching for like, oh, the, the next track button. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. You know what, that, that Little Piggy song too on that album, I'm it kind of... Catches uh, you, it catches you listening to it for a, th- a couple seconds before you're like, <laughs> oh, why is this on? Yeah, you mentioned it being a short song and I was thinking of, isn't it amazing, uh, uh, Abbey Road, that mm-hmm. her majesty's a really nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. I want to tell her that I love her a lot. That's such a great song. The, the restraint... Those guys are just dripping talent, so the, the restraint to be like, oh, that'll be a little extra, and we'll just tag it on the end. It's like, if you would have built that out to a song, that's like such a great song. Yeah, but the fact that they just sort of like farted it out is so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And the way it ends with that last note, like, boom, it's very cool. It's also uh, very difficult to play. It's like, uh, it's just this little tossed off thing that's also very uh, complicated. You know what that reminds me of is a Butterfly off Pinkerton. Yesterday um, just stri- stripping it down to like a really long song, is it? Yeah, but it's just Weezer. Uh, it's just uh, Rivers on guitar. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what I really like is if you listen real, real close at the end of that song, you can hear him like put down his guitar and be like, <sighs> like uh, emotional. Damn, <sighs> it's like me. <sighs> Good podcast tonight, guys. <sighs> Tim, hey, 
let's let's uh, let's get to it. Okay, I'm, we've I'm, got data. I'm ready to announce, but I just had one other thought. You know, I made a big deal about hey, Taylor Swift. The the she led a good album with a stinker of a lead single. Mm-hmm. I was just remembering the album Lover. She led with me e e. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, You're the like only that. one of me. It's like uh-huh. a song for kids. Like it sounds like it's like from the Shrek soundtrack. And then <laughs> Lover is great, and and Lover the titular track Lover is fantastic. Anyway, let's get to the data here. <clears throat> oh boy, yes, the slopheads have spoken in oh, no. droves. Oh no, they always do. In third place. <gasps> With 17% of the vote, Michael Hanford, American Idiot, Green Day. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Uh, You know, you got one person here saying this is an insane pick for worst Green Day song. Well, the thing isn't worst Green Day song. Who is this person? They got to listen to the episode (laughs) because it's it's, it's emblematic of our greater conversation. Yeah, it's a pretty good pick. It's a good pick. Okay, here's the thing, though, Mike. This person's name was at... Joanna Newsome 41. <laughs> so it's a Sum 41 fan. And a Joanna uh-huh. Newsome fan. Okay. And the winner. Oh, boy. Could be anyone. Of all the scratch-off money. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a lot of money at this point. With 50% of the vote, <gasps> Jefferson Dutton, Beverly yeah, Hills, Weezer. <laughs> Jeff played the game correctly. It's very interesting because a lot of the, the replies are saying that, you know, people like Weezer or, or they like that Weezer song. But, yeah, I think it's a very divisive. That was 50%. I had 33% with T-Swift. And, Jeff, you won mm-hmm. fair and square. As much as I want to tear you down and, <laughs> and scratch and whine and cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff, how are you going to spend that money? You know, Mike, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> well, With your scratch-off money? <laughs> if the, scra- the scratch-offs pay off, you If will. the scratch-offs yeah. pay off, yeah, yeah. You can go to Disneyland, I don't know. <laughs> well, we had a good time here, didn't we? We talked about some bands. Uh, sure. We... Got a lot off our got a lot off our chests. Yes, which which was sort of piling up for you can tell in the last couple blowouts a lot of this stuff was bubbling over. It was good that we got yeah. it off our chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, patrons, thanks so much for showing up. We love you. We can't get enough of you. We want to see more of you. Get your friends to join the Patreon or just listen to the podcast. It helps grow the show. Oh, and when you get them to join, um, uh, you know, point them towards the. Uh, yeah, don't even tell them about the tip jar. Those, those, that that whole crew is. Sort hey, of- stop everything! Hold on, I forgot one thing I wanted to point out in that Taylor Swift song. I hated. Mm-hmm. She has that voice. She has the answering machine voicemail where she's like, mm, "Taylor can't come to the phone right now because Taylor, the old Taylor, is dead." Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <Mike> boy. Likes- <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sort of like back, a, to, back to the, all the bullshit you guys were saying. Hey, we're wrapping it up, Tim. You got to get in here. Wrap it up. That's uh, So that's the whole thing. That's the whole episode. Uh, you know, uh, you're going to hear a few more seconds of audio, but pretty much that's going to be it. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, well, hey, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Audio. One, one, one little teaser. Do we do the flip side? Do we say maybe sometime soon we go, here's a good song by a bad band yeah best song by a bad I artist i think all right all right because we we talked about doing guilty pleasure uh, song or guilty pleasure just in general mm-hmm. well yeah that wasn't music that was going to be any guilty pleasure and oh is that but, also slash forbidden desires okay <laughs> but that's not the kinks episode that's different that's different no but i do like this um best song by a bad artist but here's the thing don't do one-hit wonders. It has to be like a yeah. big, stinky artist with a body of work we know, and they somehow fluked a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. That is tough. That's a tall order. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know. We're if the we guys follow. for the job. <laughs> yeah, well, we put it upon ourselves, and then we're like, oh boy. I got a feeling the next episode is going to be a music documentary. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Something we can just kick back. Hey, that's a good idea. There's more music boxes uh, we haven't watched yet. Oh, I watched uh, Mr. Saturday Night and liked it. Wait, Which one was that? That's the one on Stig. 
Stig? Robert Stigwood, I want to say. The, the guy who was... He pops up in the Bee Gees documentary. Ooh, he's the guy. He's the guy who produced like uh, Saturday Night Fever and Grease and all that. Cool. But it's also on HBO, which is weird because they also did BGs. Anyway, that's our show. Check us out on Patreon.com. I'm the Big Hand Bobber. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>